This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Driving, cycling, wheelchairing, any way you interact with the roads in Chicago can be a tedious, high-stakes adventure, and at times, in the worst way. There are a lot of reasons for this, not in the least, potholes. They're unexpected, they're damaging, and even when the city does fill them up, sometimes they're still not any less raggedy or ugly. Unless they're filled with art. I got to thinking, I've got this reoccurring problem outside of the house that can't be fixed. And then 100 yards away, my studio in the basement here, I am passionately working on this art form that's so durable. Why don't I combine them? This is Jim Bakker. He's a mosaic tile artist. Mosaic is that old world form of art made up of hundreds or thousands of tiny pieces of tile, marble, glass, or some combination of the three. He makes pieces you can put on your wall, and sometimes he puts them in Chicago potholes. It was a a night in May, and I wasn't sure how legal this was. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm in the street, it's dark out, and what's this dude doing in the street? You know, so I was very, Mm. and I'm like, too old to be getting in trouble with the law, (laughs) right? Jim's pothole mosaics are unexpected in more ways than one. I mean, you would definitely do a double take if you saw expensive pop art embedded into a city street. But also, he depicts stuff like a skeleton eating a burrito or a vintage pair of Jordans. Not something you'd expect in an art form typically associated with the Roman Empire. We're going to get into why he puts expensive glass and marble in potholes. But the way he got into this medium of artwork is both cliche and kind of inspiring. I ended up going to Europe for the first time in the late 1990s. I didn't even want to go, really. I uh, I just wasn't. I had some vacation time. I wasn't that interested. But a buddy of mine and his family had been transferred to Paris, and he's like, "You got to come out. It'll be cheap. You can stay with us." And so I kind of reluctantly went. And so I did this kind of two week <laughs> Paris, London, Rome thing. And uh, that trip opened my eyes and changed my life. Yep. Europe, it's a whole nother ballgame. Things are so old. And it was really what really got my attention were the ruins. Mm. It takes an effort to find something that might be 200 years old here in the States. And over there, you stumble upon things that might be 2000 years old. And so I just became this ancient history dork. And I was single (laughs) at the time and I had spare time and spare money. And I can boil it down to one sentence a tour guide said the first time (laughs) we went to Pompeii. um, he he pointed out a mosaic and said, marble and glass don't fade. So this art looks essentially the way the artist intended. And mm. that that staying power of that art form that I had knew nothing about at the time just blew me away. I'm like, wow, I could I could do pieces of art that have the potential to certainly outlast my lifetime and maybe hundreds of years or maybe, you know, if I'm lucky, thousands of years because it was so durable. So... Mm. I went back there and then learned how to do ancient technique mosaics in uh, Ravenna, Italy. And that's kind of how it all started. It started as a hobby um, and it just kind of evolved from there. Yeah. I mean, that that tour guide 
I mean, that hit like I, you know, that hit me just now when you said that, you know, just like as the artist intended. I mean, isn't that I mean, I guess some artists are all right with the malleability of the medium that they work with. But I I just yeah, as a creative person myself, I mean, what a dream to like create something and know that, like you said, it's going to still be there pretty close to as is, uh, you know, beyond your existence. Right. Um, So many of your pieces are super fun. You have box of cocoa puffs that you sure. made, Twinkies, yep. um, lots of food here. Um, it's really delightful and funny to see these modern concepts, kind of like pop culture things enshrined yeah. in this old art form. If I asked you to break down your style and the intention behind your work, what would you say? If you could mm-hmm. give me a real-time artist statement. It, it really, I have found that my goal in life is to kind of drag the art form of the mosaic kicking and screaming into the 21st century. I think um, Mm. mosaics have a lot of baggage. You know, when you sit, when you mentioned mosaics to somebody, you know, more often than not, they're thinking about, you know, broken dinner plates that are put together into some sort of swirly pattern or, or whatever, (laughs) or in, in other cases are, you know, it's frequently religious themes and whatnot. And so what I figured out early on, was I was like, wait a minute. It's like, I don't think I've ever seen any modern takes using that art form, you know? Yeah. I really, so I thought maybe there's a little niche there where I could uh, explore. So uh, that's what I've been doing ever since. It's kind of like, you know, modern snapshots of things people adore or Mm -hmm. do um, in contemporary life using this ancient technique that is always assumed to be used for some other subject matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really lovely, like pleasant surprise juxtaposition, um, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, some of my dry humor, I think comes through. I try not, <laughs> yeah. it's not, you know, beating you over the head with some ha ha thing. It's more like, wait a minute, what the, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is patently absurd. And mm. like, like that kind yeah. of thinking. Um, working with tile is not as you're describing as mainstream as say painting, drawing, or even photography these days. Also, not as accessible. Yeah. So, I think folks don't really understand what it takes, right, or how it feels. Um, yeah. Every time I hear somebody tell me about a piece they got from Powabic in Detroit, for instance, yep. which is a tile company for those folks who don't know. Um, I know they spent a pretty penny, right? But mm-hmm. still kind of, I feel like that appreciation isn't necessarily there. I wonder if you could talk about the craft a little bit in the process of using tile. Yeah, you can't race through it. You can speed it up a little bit, but you can't like, somebody needs something done next week that's this the other thing. There's, there's not a way to speed it up that fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of therapeutic. It There's all sorts of um, restrictions Compared to like a painting, if you need a slightly darker green, you mix a paint that's slightly darker. With mosaics, you're confined to your materials mm. and budget. So like marble's cheap, glass is expensive. Glass is, I don't know, eight or 10 times as expensive. Ooh. So when I look at a project, I got to figure out like budget wise, can I, can I afford that? Because <laughs> say you wanted, not that I would do like a still life of an orange, but say it was an orange, you can't, you can't render an orange in marble. Because you don't have the color palette. So marble is all earth tones, you know, for the most part. There's beiges and maybe a, a green and stuff like that. 
So that's when you have to bring in glass. It's like, all right, that's okay. going to be 10 times more expensive to get some orange glass in the studio and whatnot. Um, and then the other thing is that <laughs> sometimes I wonder why I'm even in this technique, but like <laughs> not all colors are even available in glass, meaning they can't be, you can't make them. Wow. And maybe that's kind of why I like it. Maybe because it's a challenge, but it's like, all right, hot shot, render this still life of whatever, given these, the color palette that you have available. Can you do it? Yeah. That honestly, that resonates when you said like to choose this type of art form. Yeah. With the limits, because it's kind of like when you go to the grocery store and you go to like a big box grocery store, it sometimes it feels like it's too many options. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you can't yeah. handle it. You know, it's like, <laughs> which plantain chips do I want? I don't know. Right. But then you go to yeah. like a smaller store, they have one option. Right. And they're like, yeah. these are the plantains. Yeah. Do you want yeah. them or not? You know, and yeah. it's just it's almost a relief, you know, and I think when you have right. all of the possibilities available to you, it's yep. overwhelming. And it kind of for me, I, I can't move forward. I don't know where to begin. But if right. I know I have like, all right, I got these two oranges, <laughs> you know, orange colors I can work with. It kind of narrows down the possibilities for you. Yeah. Yeah. It means like, you know, all right, well, I've got to incorporate some reds or something like that to kind of infer shadowing or whatever. Um, but just to double back a little bit on your point, as an artist, and maybe you've run into this, it's like sometimes it's a problem when when the client says, do whatever. Oh, so you, yeah, kind of, exactly. Right? That's a dream Same. thing. It's like, oh, my God, I can, you know, there's no restraints. And it's like, oh, Jesus, Ugh, I need some kind of guardrail, something. something. Yeah. 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 No, that makes <laughs> sense. Tell me about the moment you looked down at a pothole and were like, I should do something with this. Yeah, it ties back to the durability thing. Um, back in uh, 2013, on our street here up in the upper northwest side of Chicago, um, the street was pretty beat up with potholes. And um, there was one outside of our house that kind of refused to stay fixed. It, they, they put asphalt in it and like a couple months later would pop out and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so I got to thinking, I've got this reoccurring problem outside of the house that can't be fixed. And then, you know, 100 yards away, my studio in the basement here, I am passionately working on this art form that's so durable. Why don't I combine them? And so that's what I did. I um, my, you know, my background in in the ad biz, a lot, mm -hmm. I did a lot of brand identity stuff, logos and, okay. and typography and whatnot for, for companies. And so I made some artwork, all the pothole art's done ahead of time. Um, so I did a piece of art that's it just in black and white marble, it says pothole, and then above <laughs> and below are uh, graphic references to the Chicago flag. Okay. So very you. much a branded yes. authentic Chicago pothole. <laughs> it was a, you know, a, a night in May and, uh, and I wasn't sure. That's the other thing is I wasn't sure how legal this was, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm in the street. I mean, that's another question I got for you, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> right. It's dark out. And what's this dude doing in the street? You know? So I was very, mm. and I'm like I'm too old to be getting in trouble with Ben Long. <laughs> right. <laughs> And so anyway, about vandalism, nine, you know, it's like, wait, how old are you? And you've got yeah. kids for uh -huh. Christ's sake, you know? Um, so I ended up buying some concrete and I filled oh. the, uh, the asphalt with concrete and, and installed that first piece of uh, artwork that, that night. Mm -hmm. I guess I, I'm, I'm like, this is, we just got finished talking about how expensive this can be. Yeah. Is this an offering that you're doing to the city? an offering. No, it wasn't that, um, 
it wasn't that much like a charity thing. It was more, I actually in my head, I was hoping it would drive uh, traffic to my website because ah. what I, what my main source of income are my mosaic fine art pieces that you actually, you buy and you hang up on a wall, like a painting, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh huh. And even like, I'm so paranoid about getting in trouble. Uh, I didn't admit to doing it. Like, you know, I had just landed a uh, commission with the city of Chicago. I, I did the, um, the Thorndale red line stop. It's this huge oh, yeah. install that's 700 square feet. Turned out great eventually over the took a, took a few years, but, um, but I just landed that. And it was kind of like my first validation that from strangers that I knew what I was doing. And mm. so very proud of it. And the last thing I want to do was somehow get in trouble with the city and have them pull that commission. Mm. So I just didn't admit to doing this pothole thing. Um, and what happened was word got out and then it was pothole art for a number of years, nonstop. I rode this crazy wave, um, you know, went viral and whatnot. And I didn't do an original piece of fine art for years. What? I just didn't have time. It was all, it was all pothole art 24 seven kind of thing. So, okay. So how do you work? Are you working with cities to do this or is it like organizations, municipalities, like who, who's commissioning who, when you were on the riding the wave of the pothole art, you know, <laughs> most of it is, I was just doing it on my own. Okay. Um, there's been commissions here and there, but predominantly I was just doing them on my own. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that Midwest hustle. Yeah, it's so it's so ridiculous to be an expert in this, you know, because <laughs> I get I get forwarded anything pothole related online. Oh, it's like, oh, here it comes. And I get I'll get it, you know, 20, 30 times. And you got to be polite because people are being nice. and They're thinking, yeah, oh, they're thinking like, yeah. of you. Yeah, I got it. I got it. It's cute. Somebody, you know, planted a <laughs> flower inside a pothole. It's, yeah, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> So just such a yeah. Again, it's uh, you know if you would have told Somebody me planted a flower years ago that you'd be some sort of expert in pothole art, you know, it's absurd. <laughs> have any cities given you grief about this? Has anyone covered your work up? I mean, yeah. Have you had any backlash? Well, that's a good. That's a good question. Almost none because it's very. It's a very Robin Hood ish kind of yeah. thing. I've had no zero contact directly with the city of Chicago. Um, the only indirect comment was the uh, Chicago Tribune did an article early on, like in 2014 about it. And they contacted the city for a response to this campaign of mine. And they said that they appreciated the spirit of the campaign, but that I should leave the work to the professionals. Ooh. So that was the gist of it. You're like, am I not? <laughs> right. <laughs> and like the professional pothole fillers? Is that what we're talking yes. about? Oh, yes. got you. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Still, though, you're a professional pothole filler. Forget yeah, that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Shout out to the pothole fillers. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes the messages in your in your tiles, your pothole mosaics, are speaking to social justice issues mm -hmm. also. Mm -hmm. Yep. For instance, in 2020, you filled a pothole with a message that said, I couldn't do this if I were black. Mm -hmm. And it really made me think about how so many artists that I've heard speak about their work, they talk about the responsibility of creatives as a whole um, to call out the injustices of the world. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that? I, I feel I've got a bit of a megaphone, mm. you know, unintended megaphone, and I've got opinions on things. 
And I want to make sure if I can, I've got twin 17 year old boys down the road. If they ever ask me, did I do anything about this, that, or the other thing? I, I have an answer for them. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, mm. yeah, I, I did when I can, you know, I'm not militant. It's not left and right all the time, but, but there's sometimes I just got to like be a little bit self-aware and like, you know, you don't get too full of yourself. I, I tell these, my boys all the time, it's like, you know, you're just lucky to be born in the family you were born. So, you know, they're good boys, but I mean, it's, you know, to, mm-hmm. you got to be careful about judging. And so um, it just, it, it, it had popped in my head over time. You know, I had this crazy unexpected ride with this pottle art and like I, I had touched base with you, you know, 10 minutes earlier about like the initial one where I'm in the middle of the street at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> what the hell is that guy doing? Yep. You know? And, and then, you know, just got to thinking, it's like, I, I don't think there's any way that a black guy would have been able to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's like, you know, it kind of takes the air out of your lungs or wind out of your head. It's just like, well, that blows, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate. So I just like to kind of at least occasionally step back and uh, acknowledge my privilege or whatever, or my opinion on, stuff that's going on in this world or whatever mm-hmm. um because i do have this little megaphone and and what's kind of nice about these things um when you see protests about something and a crowd gathers downtown and that's a couple hours and then it's over and whatever and it's all great but these little nuggets that when i do them in the street they're on 24 7 mm. you know they're just there and so it's like a billboard and so that's that's kind of fun yeah Jim Bakker is a mosaic artist. Jim, thank you so much. Of course, this is a very fun, enlightening conversation. You can check out his work and a map of all his pothole installations at bakker.com. That's B-A-C-H-O-R dot com. And if you just want to see what he's up to, including some of his art, you can go to his Instagram. The handle is at Jim, B-A-C-H-O-R. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR Network. If you love the show, please rate us and review us. It helps more people find the show. And we love hearing from you. Email us with your thoughts, questions, and what you want to hear at therundownpod at wbez.org. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Can't be in the middle of the street. People need to be able to see it. Can't be too deep. Can't be too shallow. That is the biggest issue is finding good potholes. That's the most time-consuming thing. So any volunteer help is greatly appreciated. You got me. I'm about to be looking out now.